You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello and welcome back to the Oz Network for Survivor Season 35, Episode 4. Uh, season title: Heroes versus Hustlers versus Healers, or Healers versus Hustlers versus Heroes, or Survivor Triple H. Whatever we haven't figured out how to refer to this season yet, but we're here for Episode Four recap. And uh, just as we do every week, we're bringing back past contestants uh, to give their opinions on the season, give their expertise, things that we have none of because Ben, myself, and nobody else have ever been on this show. So we bring on somebody who knows better than we do. And uh, who better to bring on than the man who helped us kick off this season? And it's pretty much uh, an annual staple to have him here on the Oz Network or any of our Oz spinoff shows to talk Survivor. Uh, We're talking about the real game changer the real man who should have been on second chances uh this is already a second chance on this season billy garcia survivor cook islands thank you for coming back uh, only a couple weeks after our preview episode yeah thanks for having me back um my uh my my, my uh, predictions are not looking good so <laughs> so that means that means it's been a fun unpredictable season that's that's the way i'll take it you know what's sad is that Ben's <laughs> predictions are doing great like how did that happen uh, hey, you do enough of these, you're bound to get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's all luck with Ben. There's definitely no skill there. Uh, no, it's going to be fun to go over like some of the predictions we had preseason and uh, talk a little bit about the Billy Five and see how that's shaking, shaping up right now. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, this, of course, is uh, a big episode to talk about. You know, we have the tribe swap and everything. Uh, we had Big Advantage being played and all that. But even before we get into this episode, this is the first time we've been able to get your opinions on this season uh, outside of just a couple of bios and video things that we uh, formed opinions on people of for about three and a half hours preseason. So now that you've actually seen four episodes into it, uh, how are you feeling about Survivor Triple H? Well, I, I first of all, I, I like that. Like I said, it's not going according to my predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a positive. <laughs> um my prediction was actually going to end up being boring if data came true. One big alliance would have just marched across the to the end, and uh, you know, no no blind sides whatsoever. But um, yeah, it's it's working out differently, especially the end of this episode that we're going to recap. Mm-hmm. That was a very very different ending. And um, sure, all you know, a lot of a lot of the people that I I would have liked to have uh, uh, seen lived up to what they said in their bio and their preview videos didn't. And, you know, that's a disappointment. But uh, all all in all, I think it's a good season. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely seems to be not quite as over the top of a season as uh, some of the more recent ones. Like, I'm almost, I don't know if you agree with me, but it it almost feels, we say this probably every couple of years, but it feels like a more classic Survivor season. You know, we're getting a good balance. And maybe that comes from the three tribe format, which I think most of the time when they have these three tribes, it just gives us more of an opportunity to get to know Everybody, because you can't just have, well, this is the tribe that's going to tribal, so the entire episode is just on those who are on the chopping block. You have to show those other tribes. Uh, you know, we've obviously seen of these heroes, healers, and hustlers, you know, one has been decimated and the other one's, you know, going strong. But I mean, even after the first three episodes, I feel like we were getting a lot out of the, uh, the, the, the dominant tribes and, you know, getting just as much out of the ones in the middle. I mean, do you feel like there's been a balance so far between the, the Triple H uh, designated tribes? Uh, edit-wise, there's been a balance. 
I was right in predicting that one tribe would lose a lot. Mm-hmm. I was just wrong in predicting which one, which one of the tribes that was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I, I do like the balance. I do like the. Um, I do. I think we all predicted that Joe would be a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that prediction came true, and uh, even more so uh, the way this episode played out, which is going to be fun to talk about. Um, and. Uh, uh, you know, even even uh, e- even though we had a couple of duds in the first uh, the first couple of episodes, that uh, you know maybe it was maybe for me it was duds because I predicted them to do so much better than they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, even then, there was enough going on in the other tribes that it wasn't boring episodes, in my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, some of these characters sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, you know, we could talk a little bit about just the first few that went. I mean. For one thing, I think we expected a lot more out of Katrina just because of you know her history and everything. And I don't know, did yeah. we even? I I kind of made this comment to Ben that I think that Katrina may be the first contestant who had more screen time in her exit you know, end credits confessional than she had the entire episode leading up to it. You know, and then Simone, I mean, big character but gone so soon, and Patrick. Like, I don't think any of us expected Patrick would have been yeah. as crazy and as big of a character as he was. Yeah, you know, it's funny that if he would have been on either of the other two tribes, he'd have been just fine because Alan turned out to be the total nut job yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know, this mega paranoid, but he, you know, he did he did all right for himself uh, um, leading into this episode. So Patrick, I think, would have been, you know, in one of the other tribes would have did all right, but in a tribe that couldn't win, I'm, that big personality was just going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was sad to see Patrick go. Like, I think after the first three episodes, Patrick was my favorite character, you know, just because of how entertaining and how crazy he was. And I was so disappointed he was gone. And I was kind of thinking to myself going to this one, I'm not that excited because I don't know how many of the people left are really going to have that big personality. But I mean, this week especially, maybe because we did get that tribe swap and shakeup and everything. I mean, so many of these characters like really emerged just out of nowhere. I mean, I think the big one we're going to talk about is going to be Joe. But I mean, let's start off even just talking about, I don't even know your feelings on her, but like where did Jessica come from and how is she such a big character and a big player in this game so far? Oh, well... You know, uh, first of all, Jessica dropped the big bombshell uh, uh, the last episode that uh, was it the last or the one before, perhaps that she's a virgin. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's like, wow, when did this become an archetype? When did he start casting? <laughs> you know, they got away from the the guy in the overalls and brought it, started bringing in the virgins. And I'm like, <laughs> when did I? You know, I didn't get this memo. When did this happen? <laughs> Was that like on your questionnaire when like when you filled out your bio or whatever for CBS? Are you a virgin? No, it wasn't, which is, which is great because we had two people admit they were virgins. Ryan was like, he'd never been in a relationship. Yeah. I'm like, what? Where is this episode going? <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, though, she's like this fantastic player who's saddled with this god-awful player. <laughs> so, <laughs> So we're getting like this sort of Abbott and Costello type, you know, yeah. relationship going on, where you got one that's really smart and the other one is not so, not so much, and it's just great and mm-hmm. great television. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and this was kind of her week uh, and her coming out as like the, the the mastermind, I guess, behind everything. I mean, I I don't know how far this is going to last, but I mean, it, it. You mentioned like just the archetype of the virgin character. It almost feels weird just to have her in this power position because. 
you you expect something out of let's say the virgin characters we've seen before even just you know the young female characters if they're a villain they're going to get a lot of screen time and they're going to have a lot of control if they're kind of like a nice girl you know they're going to be following somebody else she's kind of like riding that fine line you know she's she's like the nice girl who's in this incredible power position and yet she's ballsy but she's not confrontational enough to be a villain like it, she's a player we haven't really seen before which is really fascinating to me yeah, for sure. I, I, I you know, uh, um, everybody that we've seen that that was virginal, with the exception of uh, I, I'm trying to remember his name from Survivor China. Um, oh, uh, it was Eric. Eric, with the exception of him, all the other versions we've seen were like very nerdy type, mm-hmm. like like Cochran type, like Ryan type. Yeah, like yeah, and then she's far from it. She's a hottie, and she's a smart hottie. Mm-hmm. So that by itself would have been different. A smart hottie. Yeah. <laughs> like we haven't really had one since poverty. Mm-hmm. But then to have the, the, the triple crown of, of, <laughs> of survivor rarities here. But she's smart, she's hot, and she's a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could she not be captivating? She, she's, she's totally taking over, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, what, the narrative of her tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked also on the preview episode about some of the other characters we'll go through in this episode. We'll break it down based on the tribes, but we have to talk about Ryan right off the bat because I think we all knew he was going to be a big entertaining character, but I mean, you and I kind of mocked Ben at the idea that Ben thought that this guy could go all the way, and yet I I don't know if he's going to go all the way, but I mean, he's evolved to be a much better player than I think anybody really gave him credit for. And again, just I think... I expected him to be a Cochrane character. He would be the fish out of water, the one that didn't really fit in with the tribe. And it's crazy that he he has like some really good social skills so far, and we're seeing him really form good relationships with people on his tribe. Like, how are you feeling about Ryan now from preseason to four episodes in? Yeah, it was impossible to predict that they would be characters so over the top this season that a guy like Ryan would come out as normal yeah. <laughs> and, you know, stable and, and the go-to guy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was impossible to predict the Allens and the and the Patricks. And, yeah, you know, they didn't seem crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they turned out to be, you know, completely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And when you have people that crazy on the season, then someone like Ryan suddenly becomes a, a viable option. Yeah. And uh, he's benefiting from that. So, uh, you know, hopefully he could take the ball and keep running with it. But being separated from his number one guy, his number one supporter, uh, Devin, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's got to hurt. That's got to be like a kick in the pants right now. So uh, we'll see if he can, you know, he can, he can recover. And, and, uh, but let me, let me take a step back. As much as, as bad as it was that he lost Devin, his move of giving Christy the, uh, the, uh, the special idol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that's probably gonna be what saves him from the big separation. Mm-hmm. Like he might even he might even trade it up. I'm not sure because Devin's always gonna be seen as a as a threat as the game moves along, whereas Christy won't be. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, Christy's like again, she's gonna fall into that category of Denise or whatever, where it's like it, it doesn't matter that somebody like Denise won this game or somebody like Carolyn went all the way to the end. You know, the 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 motherly character who you know, can pull the strings and always form this alliance with the most unlikely person can get to the end. Just for whatever reason, nobody's ever catching on to it. Uh, and if, if he can get in with that, I mean, that's gonna be crazy. Like, can you imagine like Chrissy, Ben and Ryan as like a final three? Like that would be a dream final three as far as I'm concerned. 
Okay, yeah, you know, uh, and, and that final three, we don't know, you know, lots got to happen, but in that final three, I like Ben's chances, and he's a former Marine, so, mm-hmm. yeah, go Ben. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right with it. <laughs> now, I mean, this episode was all about the tribe swap, and I mean, it's it's so hard to even keep track of, you know, who's on what tribe, only one episode uh, into this now, but right. first of all, just swapping the tribes this early, it's funny because it feels early to me because we have 20 players, or now there's like, what, you know, 15 left or whatever or uh or 18 players and there's 15 left but you know you go back to the early season i had to remind myself you know when you look at africa and marquesas and all these other ones they swapped at the exact same point as far as episodes go but it almost feels like it's too early just because we have this concept of healers heroes hustlers and you know there's a couple of seasons we've had where they do this like are are you a fan a of the tribe swap happening at this point in the game you know this far away from the end and b what do you think about it on a season where we're programmed that you're supposed to buy into the season for the division of the characters and now we're just going to throw them all together and throw the concept out the window well that happened in my season where they divided us by race and oh, yeah. after two episodes after just two episodes, they swapped the tribe. Mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, that was one episode too late. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously for you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe I'm biased by by that experience. But uh, I, I, in 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 all in all seriousness, um, I think you can't go too long with swapping the tribes because then otherwise that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Everybody sticks to their alliance because the bond has become too strong to break. You have to do it early enough that people will flip on their old alliance. And the, temp- in the temptation once the final the final um, uh, merge comes is you know do you go with the new one or do you go back to the old one? Mm-hmm. You know you have to have equal time with both for that to for that to even be a question. If you spend too much time with one over the other, then you'll pick the one that you spend the most time with because that's where the bond is. So it's got to you know the, it, it survivors got to know when when is that final merge going to happen, and then they got to divide up the time equally between. The original split and the new split. You know, a couple of things do work uh, for dividing at this point. I think the one for me was the fact that they kept it as three tribes. They didn't just dissolve one and say, hey, you're just going to be two tribes now. I like having the smaller numbers. And even if we're not going to have the tribes stay the same all the way to the merge, it's something I think that we've, we've been dying for since, uh, you know, who knows when, like um, Palau, just to watch a tribe get completely <laughs> decimated. You know, I'm not saying I wish for a tribe. Well, I do wish for a tribe to be decimated because it's good television. But to stick with this three-tribe format that we could potentially go into the merge and still have three tribes. I mean, I, as you were saying, that the idea is you don't want these alliances to be too strong. But having three tribes, I think, also works for that as well because you don't have these giant groups of people who are like, we're going in there you know, as five or six strong into a merge there's no way you're going to go with those numbers. So as soon as you get to that merge episode, like all bets are off. Like, do you think that this can hold up that long as long as we don't just have a complete blowout and one tribe losing every week? Yeah, I think um, if we don't have a complete blowout, then yeah, all the alliances are forced to be small alliances, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, what I think Survivor is going for. Not just this season, but for the last several seasons, um, they've been trying to go more towards you know, pushing towards voting blocks as opposed to voting alliances. Yeah. Um, having said that, um, you know, the 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 different, um, for lack of a better term, the different gimmicks that they throw in mm-hmm. with the different uh, uh, advantages and all that also play a role because you're, uh, you know, you're you're basically 
using the gimmick to disrupt what's going on in another tribe without really knowing what's going on in that other tribe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, it, it's like you're you're creating voting blocks situations where it can work for you and against you. Somebody could say, somebody could say, uh, like we saw with Ryan, I, I helped you out. No, I appreciate you helping me out. So they're going to stick together. Or it could come back to where a Devin is, or, 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 or not Devin, but Ashley is going to want revenge on whoever whoever pulled that move and totally upset her game. Yeah. So, so yeah, we could see like an Ashley uh, uh, showdown with uh, uh, Jessica mm-hmm. d- down the road. So, yeah, this is, you know, this is this is stuff that Survivor's kind of pushing towards, so that we don't have a, a one big group. Just play it safe until the final six or whatever, and then it's doggy dog. And going back again to the the idea that the theme of the season, you know, being heroes, healers, hustlers, that is it too early to ditch this concept? I mean, I think we can look at some of the other ones like Brains, Brawn, and Beauty, uh, and the uh, Worlds Apart uh, with White Collar, Blue Collar, and No Collar, and everything. Uh, Probably a little bit less with the Millennials Gen X, but it feels like those seasons that at least the identity of who you were was maintained throughout the game. Like, And I, I'm assuming it's probably a production thing. Like they're asking for confessionals, you know, on day 29, you know, tell me about, uh, do you still hold to your, you know, white collar values or whatever? But like, could you have seen that happening in Cook Islands? Like, let's say they didn't swap it right away. You know, would that have ever played a part or would, I mean it would have been the hardest season to have that work on, but, you know, or as far as, you know, even from talking to other players, you know, did they ever try to push that, at least the producers later on in confessionals and stuff like that, you know, you know, as the Caucasian, do you, you know, uh, have any loyalty to the other Caucasians or, you know, whatever else? Yeah. I I could tell you from personal experience that lasted one confessional (laughs) where, 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 uh, you know, not. I, 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 it's hard for me to explain what happened without it come being race being such so in your face. Mm-hmm. But that was the you know that was the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you had you know this super super waspy white producer field producer say say asking questions. Okay, so since you're the Latino tribe, tell me how being the Latino you, you need to be careful of let's say the black tribe, and <laughs> that was like. I, Exactly. So I'm literally after after I'm done with my jaw drop moment, <laughs> then the only thing that could come out was like "fuck you." <laughs> that, was that was my confessional on the on the, on the question. Like, <laughs> what else could I say? <laughs> so so yeah, I I think they wanted to push it hard, mm-hmm. and I think there was a lot of players that refused to be pushed hard in that direction. Yeah, it's it's probably a lot easier to come up to a person, you know, 35 days in the game and say, you know, as a hustler, you know, how do you feel about the healers, you know, coming to the end here than it is to say, you know, as a Latino, how do you feel about the black tribe? (laughs) Yeah, there were no black tribes members except for one at the end. How do you feel about it? Yeah. Is that when the odd went out? Are you trying to, you trying to lynch that one black player in the game that's left? Yeah, oh, uh, so many ways that would not have worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd have been like, are are, are we doing a cross burning at, at tribal council? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing a torch, I guess. <laughs> I, as, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there was no way that could 
that approach could work with my season. It fell apart literally in the first the first rounds of of of, of confessionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the cliches that, that kept saying over and over again that the producers literally got tired of was players saying the only color I see is green, the color of money. Yeah, <laughs> like that was. That was said literally by I, I think seventy five percent of the players, and so they literally used it zero times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other confessionals that made the air. So, <laughs> I mean, when you look at how the tribes are divided this time, and I think this is the one thing I like about tribe swaps is when you get some people just completely on the outside. I mean, you know, Ben's a great example. I mean, he he goes from being in a great position, uh, at least with the alliance he had. And all of a sudden, you know, they even draw attention to the fact it's like you're you're the only person on your tribe on this new one, and he doesn't even know the name, which was funny. Where he says, "Yeah, you know, you know, for me." And what's your name again? <laughs> Lauren's like Lauren. <laughs> yeah. You take the people like Ben and Lauren and Devin, and it would seem like if this were a two tribe season, obviously they're on the outs. But in a three tribe season, I mean, it definitely works as an advantage to them because, as we saw with Devin this week, I mean, it put him in the position to be a swing vote. So, I mean, do you think it's more of an advantage to go into this and have numbers? I mean, it's a three-tribe three season, so it's a little bit different. But is it an advantage to go into it and have maybe at least one ally, and then you have a swing vote you could work with? Or do you think it's even better advantage to go in as the odd man out? You know, as Devin did, it didn't work out for him. But, you know, in a regular season of Survivor, you're that swing vote. I mean, which one do you think is a more preferable position to be in? Yeah, let, let me just say that... Um... Uh, in Cook Islands, we had five member, five member tribes, mm-hmm. four five member tribes. So it was a guarantee somebody would be a swing boat um, on each tribe, or, or we thought one would think on paper that it was a guarantee that it would be a swing boat. Um, actually, it, in in the first tribal council, it was three women and two guys, or three women stuck together, mm-hmm. and the oldest of the two guys went. And then um, on my season, the uh, or I'm sorry, on my tribe tribal council, you had four from California and one from New York, the one from New York win. <laughs> uh, that'd be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's unique by doing it, the five member tribe later than earlier, you know, starting with six and then swapping them down to five is that the, um, instead of getting things like geography or gender or, or, or age or what have you be the deciding factor is previous tribe. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you could actually maneuver around as opposed to, like, what are you going to do about your age? You can't change your age. You could you could always say, hey, I'm on a different tribe. We got a clean slate. But you can't say, hey, I'm on a different island now. You know, I'm yeah. not in America, so I'm not as old as I was when I was in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so this is better. You can maneuver around it. Um, having said that, it took. It took a gimmick to undermine, you know, Devin and his whole alliance. It mm-hmm. took, it took more than one gimmick. It took two gimmicks. It took the, you know, it took a hidden immunity idol plus the, uh, the, uh, the secret advantage that yeah. that uh, block a vote. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to the tribal council, you know, later on. But let's just talk about the advantage because I think one thing I'm liking about this season is just putting a different spin on advantages, and it's not so much about idols this year. There are idols out there. You know, they're a little bit harder to find, it seems. You know, just a little bit of carving into a tree, and that's your clue. But having these advantages pop up every once in a while where there's a time limit. It's like, you use this, but if you don't, you're giving it to somebody else. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm loving the fact 
that these things aren't just floating around and you're waiting, okay, well, we have to use it, you know, by final four or whatever, or final five, you know, and used to be, needs to be used by day 36. It's like, we're giving you an advantage. This is this week's one. It's a guarantee that you're going to get something like this played in most cases. And right. it's also forcing, like, we don't want seasons where you go into it and these tribes or whatever's left, or these original tribes, you know, the, the swap tribes, the alliances are so strong that there's no break in that come to merge. Now you have people who are working together and talking back and forth, you know, uh, like we had with, uh, with Chrissy and... Um, uh, uh, <laughs> we already talked about it. I forgot. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> so memorable, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have that. And <laughs> this week, you know, we could have the same thing, you know, with Jessica. And uh, it's going to work the opposite direction this time with Jessica and Devin. But I mean, how are, you, are you liking this that A, we're getting these things that are used in the same episode we're being introduced to and that it has so much potential to stir things up later down the road? Uh. I like it in that it's completely different and something we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I dislike it in that people work like like Devin and, and, and Ashley and Alan worked hard to put together something. Yeah. And then it completely gets gets turned upside down by by an uh, an advantage garnered by somebody who's not even on her tribe. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, it's you know, it's it's frustrating in that sense, but I guess the fact that it's frustrating, I, I guess I shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be too upset because at least I'm having an emotional response to what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it would really suck if I didn't, you know, if something would happen, you know, the and and then production makes this whole thing happen, and then I come away with meh, yeah. you know, <laughs> that would that would really suck. So I guess the fact that I'm frustrated and angry, uh, or not angry, but uh, you know, upset that that uh, that it took a gimmick, to, two gimmicks to get out one person, I guess. Um, you know, I, I guess it, it's a good thing because uh, uh, that means stuff is happening and it's interesting and it's it's unpredictable and it's different. Um, but having said that, we we mentioned two crazy people before, and Alan and 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 Patrick. Mm-hmm. We've got a third crazy person in Cole. Oh yeah, this person can't <laughs> he can't keep a secret for a million. Do- <laughs> he couldn't even he couldn't even keep a secret to save himself from Jessica. Like she was like she was like then somebody had to tell, and he like. I might have told Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you idiot. You can't even save yourself, man. Yeah, and the, the funniest thing about that is that he started it out by playing like, well, I don't know who talked. I have no idea. And then he's just quiet. He goes, I'm sorry. I think it was me. <laughs> he's not even entirely sure. <laughs> you, you, there was no way nobody, anybody was going to believe him when he's like, no, it wasn't me. But yeah, like even just him explaining it, like, you know, when he said, oh, she's got this advantage, he's telling it to two other people. So you've basically clued in the entire tribe, but I think Lauren at this point. How is this an advantage at all? I mean, <laughs> this isn't just you know, he can't keep a secret. He's telling everybody, and there seems to be no oh. logic behind it. Everybody knew. Everybody knew because uh, uh, it was Lauren that uh, that approached him, mm-hmm. that approached uh, that that approached uh, our PP doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. That uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, did you know about this advantage? And of course he lied. He's like, what advantage? I don't know. And then he goes runs back to his alliance. And he's like, hey, Lauren knew all about the advantage. Like, <laughs> So if I were Jessica, I would be like, you know, if, if, if the pee-pee doctor is telling me telling me about <laughs> all of this, then he can't be the one that have told Lauren because why would he rat himself out? Mm-hmm. Uh, that leaves one person. That's yeah. it. <laughs> we clearly got – so I kind of took her conversation with Cole as kind of the conversation you have with your dog when you pee in the rug. You're like, <laughs> 
Fido. How did this get there, Fido? <laughs> Where did this come from, Fido? Do you know anything about the pee-pee on the rug, Fido? <laughs> That's the way I took it. And then, of course, Fido Cole was like, yeah, I, I, I might have let a little bit of leak yeah. come out. You know? <laughs> I might have told Ben, you know? I might have told Ben. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, even if that's the only person he told, that now lets four out of the five people in on this, which means he advantage. But no, he, he totally told Lauren. It, he told yeah. him back to back. He told Ben, and then he ran to a different spot and told Lauren. So, yeah, he was lying about Lauren, but he, he's such a terrible liar, he couldn't lie about Ben. <laughs> I'm glad you referred to Cole as a crazy person, too, because... We're talking about Jessica not really being your your prototypical uh, you know puppet master or whatever. I mean, Cole is not your typical crazy person. You know, he's so polite and you know mild mannered and everything, <laughs> but just has no head on his shoulders for the game. And yet he's going all renegade. I mean, it's it's not a thing of stupidity. He thinks that there's a strategy here to what he's doing, <laughs> and I can't figure out what he's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, keeping with my dog analogy. <laughs> He, he, it's like it's like he's trying to outsmart his own tail. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, he, he tried chasing the tail, and oh, okay, you got the better of me this round. But I'm a fake left and go right, and then I'll get the tail. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's his own tail. <laughs> we have the perfect uh, animal comparison. That is Cole's spirit animal. Is the dog chasing its tail? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously this was a one week thing, so it wasn't really going to destroy anybody's game, but still just the idea that, you know, you had Jessica, who's a very smart player and she had genuine trust. And this is again, another thing that was just so fascinating me watching Jessica as a character. She didn't respond to this and get angry. She got upset and even cried. And it's funny because it was like this emotional moment. Where she's like, I thought I could trust him, but it's it's like it's vulnerable it's just it's something we're not seeing on survivor much anymore you know usually when people are that into the game they're that into the game and it's really intense and maybe irrational and with her it's just an emotional reaction um do you well let me ask you this colin Mm -hmm. i I was going to ask you a question you said it didn't destroy anyone's game do you think it might be the beginning of the destruction of colin's game of of my game you of well of 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 Oh, Coles. I'm Cole. sorry. Not- <laughs> sorry, Cole. Sorry. I'm giving him your name, Colin. Sorry. Cole's game. Of all people to compare yeah, he me totally, to. He totally blew your game. Yeah. He, he totally blew your game. <laughs> I don't know. Where was he in my preseason pick? I might have had him a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you're totally right. It destroyed his game. But, you know, at least from Jessica's point of view, I mean, this isn't like it wrecked her. If anything, it probably strengthened her because now she has new allies she can go to. And, uh, I mean, how do you think this is going to work for somebody like Lauren and Ben? Are, are they going to doubt her? Or do you think that Jessica's move now has to be, you know, I have to show them firmly I'm against Cole. You know, what's going to happen here with the other two on the outside? If if Lauren and Ben are savvy, they'll completely throw Cole under the bus. Mm-hmm. If they throw Cole under the bus, they get two for one. They, they pull in they pull in Jessica and they pull in the pee pee doctor because yeah. they didn't <laughs> yeah I know I, I refuse to call him by his name he's the pee pee doctor <laughs> you know uh you, 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 with, with if they if they decide to uh to uh, uh to try to go after Jessica instead then they get they get none they get nothing mm-hmm. but if they go after Cole who who completely blew up Jessica's game. Then you know they could say, "Hey, he's untrustworthy. 
Yeah. If you had given us the secret, we'd have kept it. And that that's, you know, that's to me is their best inroad right now because mm-hmm. they, they are three against two, but they have a chance to turn it into four against one mm-hmm. where they're on the inside. They're the, they're part of the four. We'll break down the tribes here, I guess. You know, there's one we really have much to talk about, but, you know, right now the new Yawa tribe, which is, uh, as we said, Jessica, Cole, uh, Ben, Lauren, and then PP Doctor. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the, the Levu, is it Levu or Levu? I think it's Levu, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. The Blue they, Tribe. It, yeah, they, uh, it looks like they 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 read like the back of some toothpaste and from you know from from the region where where like these names are actually like the names of like the 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 uh, the dental association or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> with Tartar Control. Yeah, exactly. Yawa whitening strips. Yawa. Yeah. Uh, the Levu tribe, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Joe and Desi. Uh, Ashley and uh, Alan, and then of course the man on the outside, uh, Devin, and then the tribe that I don't think had any screen time outside of the challenges this week, uh, which is the new Soko tribe: Ali, JP, Chrissy, Rourke, and Ryan. Uh, we talked a little bit about Ryan. Um, we talked a little bit about Chrissy. Anybody else there that's noteworthy? Um, I don't know, JP. <laughs> I was curious to see where you'd rank JP among the JPs who have played Survivor, if you had a rankings <laughs> of them. Uh, but anybody else to talk about in the new SoCo tribe? Uh, well, if you're going to rank the JPs, he's the one that's gotten the furthest so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess he's top-ranked JP ever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, It's like he said, they hardly showed anything about them mm-hmm. uh, except for the, the conversation between Christy and Ryan. So... That's pretty much the, the narrative on that tribe. And um, I, I hope this doesn't mean that they go on a tear and, you know, don't don't actually lose and, and make it all the way to the uh, to the merge intact. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of the implication of them getting so little screen time with the exception of the Chrissy Ryan thing, which I think they had to show because of the first episode. Yeah. It's something we didn't get a lot of this week, which is interesting to me. You know, we're talking about the losing tribe now. Uh, is Ashley and Alan suddenly working together? Like I know they were allies from the beginning, but that was very <laughs> quickly like uh, turned on its head with this whole Alan, you know, trying to out the power couple that didn't exist originally and kind of existed after that. But it's almost like I wish they had had some mention of it because this is Alan's last episode. Sorry to spoil it for anybody who wanted to tune in to hear mine and Billy's thoughts before watching the episode. But Alan's gone, and he's been at odds with Ashley while being aligned with her for three weeks already. We got no closure out of that. Yeah, well, Alan, Alan was like mega paranoid, mm-hmm. and, and like when I mean mega paranoid, I mean he he was he was asking people to strip naked so he could see like <laughs> if they had an idol. I expected him to put on a surgical glove and <laughs> and do some cavity searching. Uh, he had these big googly eyes, like uh, from all from all the paranoia. He would say, "Yeah, I know I, I'm coming off, but I'm not crazy." And then the guys would just fall. <laughs> like, like, uh, I'm like, if that's not if that's not like one of those one of those I just get out of prison looks, then I don't know what. It is. <laughs> he had that look. Mm-hmm. I just got out of prison after ten years. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I, I didn't want to see him go because he was damn entertaining, even oh, though yeah. it was chaotic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was back to do a corner. He had no choice but to make nice with, with, with Ashley mm-hmm. and vice versa. It, it is weird, though, that you, there was this division among the tribe, and obviously there was logic behind it. You know, the the idea at least that uh, – I mean, I, don't, I can't remember if Ashley said it too, but the idea that Alan had where he said, you know, we have – all of these healers out there, we need to break that up. Like, yeah, it does make sense, especially when you see past seasons like this, you know, where one has just dominated the game. But at the same time, I I do wonder when they knew it was going to be a split and that Devin was in the middle, maybe they were just that sure of Devin and it kind of seemed that even Joe was that sure of Devin that they were just confident in it. But I was expecting at least one of them to at least consider, you know, maybe I should go to the other side. And, and if it ever happened, they would have made a story out of it because of the his- history with these two. So I have to assume it never even came up. Yeah, I think I think they looked at the uh, the healers that they were finishing first a lot, mm-hmm. and and uh, they felt like okay, that's too strong. Like they could, and then it, it from their point of view, it looked like there was no division amongst them. The way they would stand on the mats and so forth. So they were like, they want to break that up. And then Joe got busted feeding Devin a big whopper, mm-hmm. which kind of kind of also forced the issue where it took Joe and, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the healer too out of the equation and forced the, uh, the hero to, to get with Devin. Like, it just forced the issue. Yeah. So if, if, if that was an option, Joe pretty much obliterated the option. <laughs> and uh, and uh, um, I thought that Ashley and Allen and Devin had the right plan. I, you know, I, but you know, uh, it goes to show you that the best laid plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the thing that uh, I think is interesting about this episode is that you know we don't really know how this would have gone. It also feels like Devin has gotten a bit of you know the dumb guy edit just from this episode, which has more to do with the advantage than anything else or just the way he comes across. But he was much smarter than I think I let on, you know, uh, or that he let on early in the game that we picked up on. Uh, Just the fact that when Joe went to him, I thought Joe made a good pitch and it seemed very plausible. But he said, the more I thought about it, the more he seemed like a car salesman. I don't want to trust him. Uh, Do you think Devin has the head for this game? You know, are, are you seeing a little bit in him despite the edit I think that we're getting this week where he's not that bright where he could go further and that he could have more control than uh, I think we've been led to believe based on his edit uh, I think what the edit for me what the edit is showing is him growing inside of the game mm-hmm. like he was he was this bright eyed you know naive guy a little bit when he arrived he was just I'm on Survivor oh my god you know that was <laughs> yeah and then as the game is progressing he's getting his head in the game more and more and with this tribe swap, it forced them to become a player. Mm-hmm. Like that was his only chance to survive. Now he had to become a player. He couldn't. He couldn't just be one of the guys anymore. He couldn't be, you know, just just another, just you know, flying under the radar. Hey, I'm just one of the dudes. I'll work hard and and do my best in the challenge. You couldn't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so forcing him to be one of the, you know, be a player. We got to see that he can be a player. That he can read people. Like he took a st- he, he listened to what was said to him. Then he took a step back. He made no commitments. He took a step back, mm-hmm. and then he he analyzed it, and then he went to the source to, to the to the uh not to the source but to the people that were accused, and he compared you know he he compared what they had to say about it, and he found that they were more more um believable, more they they, they seemed more truthful 
as to where Joe seemed more like a car salesman. And sure enough, Joe's reaction to 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 that just proved him right. Like it's it's solidified that he had it right. Yeah. So I, I see that I see him as somebody who's going to start trusting his own instincts more and more and become a better player as the game progresses. I'm dying to know what your read is on Joe at this point, or if you like him as a character or not. I don't want to give away my opinions on it at all. I just I need to know where other people are uh, sitting on Joe right now. Well, Joe, two things. Number one, Joe is only the second Dominican American to ever play Survivor. Can you guess the first? Um, <laughs> should I be guessing? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hit. He played Survivor Cook Islands and he was eliminated second. I was going to say, should I guess <laughs> Billy Garcia? <laughs> I don't want to get you, it wrong. No, you guessed right. <laughs> you guessed right. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, I'm admitting to, to that because it's going to bias my point of view on him, my view on him somewhat. Um, I think he's another one of the crazies on the season. Yeah. Like, it's like <laughs> he's, he's, he, he's playing crazy. But there's, but he's aware that he's playing crazy. Oh yeah! Like he he did a confessional where he's like he overdid it. Like he admitted he overdid it, and that he he kind of put himself in a bad spot. But I also think he was playing crazy because he knew he had the fallback with the with the idol, mm-hmm. and he wanted to get everyone's vote on him so he could play the idol and have it mean something. So I think crazy is something that's real, it's natural for him, he really is crazy, but he's using it to his advantage. Like, instead of trying to, to, to stay away from his craziness, he's just, okay, he can't stay away from his craziness, this is who he is. So he's making it work for him. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that's impressive about him is that he's not phased by something failing. And he, like you said, you know, he had the idol in his back pocket, but I mean, that would have saved him. It, it almost seems like as soon as he knew that Devin wasn't buying this, he had that backup plan of I'm going to throw the votes on me and I'm not even going to worry about it. And, you know, the entire time, you know, Desi's saying, well, they could still vote for me. And he's never worried about it. And even his reaction in tribal, he's like, I told you, I told you. It's like, I read her face. Like he has, I think he naturally does have a very good read on people. You know, we talked in the previous episode about him being a probation officer. I mentioned, you know, my dad not being a probation officer, but having to deal with the same kind of people in his job and just being able to read, you know, this is a threat. This is not a threat. His read on people is like dead on so far. And I think that he's so confident, but it's not cocky. Like everything he's done, he's been able to back up. I mean, he's, he's going to be an incredibly entertaining player to watch. Yeah, it, it's win or lose, we'll all remember that he played. Yeah. Which is all you could ever ask for somebody cast on Survivor. That's all you could ask for. Um the 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 winning you know it's always it's, there's always circumstance there's always a bit of luck there's always a lot of factors um but to remember that they played is no matter where they finished that's all I asked for from a player and Joe's delivering on that and and then some and it's also like it's it's a smart move because of the way he did it where you know sure he had the idol and that would have kept him safe he didn't know that they weren't going to do it on Desi. I mean, he could have figured, yeah, they're going to try to split the votes or whatever. And like I said, it never bothered him at all. Like, he was fully confident it's going to work. And it, it was so subtle the way that he got the attention on him. And it, the smartest thing I think he did was by targeting Ashley. Because you could have targeted anybody else, but he knew who was in the power position out of that three. And he knew which one would be the most nervous. 
And I think had he gone and said, I'm going to get out Allen, Allen would have been paranoid, but Ashley would have been the smart one to say, let's not deviate from the plan. If you can get Ashley paranoid enough that she thinks she's going home, then they'll throw all their votes on you. And I don't know, we, we really will never know whether they would have tried splitting the votes or whether they all three of them would have put the votes on Joe. I mean, what do you think would have happened had that advantage not been in play? I think they would have all three put the votes on Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, having said that, um, uh, I can say as a former Marine, like literally reading people is something that you get trained for. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not just the God given gift. It's something that you get trained for. And, uh, you know, as a Marine, I had to figure out if somebody has, you know, a weapon, are they intending to use it or not? So that I know whether to, not to use deadly force or not. Uh, and, and in his case, it actually is even more than that. He has to read more than just, you know, a yes or no, which is what I'm reading as a Marine. He has to to read all the, um, you know, is this true? Is this a partial truth? Mm-hmm. Is this is this a truth with a spin? You know, he had to <laughs> read a lot of variables into a person. So uh, he has, he, you know, he has a lot of in-depth knowledge and reading and then experience because it's not like he only held a job for one year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, so, so he took what he, what he brings to the table and he positioned himself to use it. And that, to me, is something that, like in my season, Christina, who was a cop, just didn't do. She was mm-hmm. a cop and she never, it never came into play. She never, she never actually used those skills. Um, so that's credit to Joe. So, but having said that, having said all of that, it did take an idol and an advantage for Joe to come out of this unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for all of the above, you know, we'll never know if 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 um if without that advantage, without that advantage, if if Ashley and company wouldn't have been so confident. You know, or, or you know, so confident as you said to uh, to put all three or to split a vote or or something, mm-hmm. uh, and without that that idol, even with the advantage, it would have been a two two tie, which meant you know it would have went to rocks, which anything could happen. And that could be what we get next week. Like that's the thing that's really making me want to watch next week's episode already. Is if they lose again, this is split two two, and I kind of want to see how that's going to end up at a tribal. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Go to rocks, or Joe being a crazy sob that he is, and I say that with love. He he could uh he could he could flip just to save himself. Hey, I don't I don't want to take a chance with the rocks. Sorry, Desi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of things could happen. So uh, yeah, that's also what's great is that Survivor went and got some unpredictable players. Yeah, that means they're a little crazy, but or a lot crazy in some cases. But um, but yeah, they're unpredictable players. Like they don't even know what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. And I think they're authentic players too. That's the other thing I'm liking about this season is nobody feels like they're playing a character. This is just this is who they are. Oh, they're legit crazy. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a pretend crazy. It's a legit crazy. Mm-hmm. Like Al, like Alan with those goo goo eyes. You you can't fake that. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh out of prison, right? <laughs> um. A couple of uh, fun lines and moments I just want to mention here before we move on to listener questions. Uh, the reward, peanut butter and jelly. I mean, that seems like a great challenge, except they get to keep these. Uh, how this is going to go over sitting out in the sun at camp, I don't understand. <laughs> it seems kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no, you. The, I think the chips you could save, the PBJ, you have to eat right away. 
Yeah, which is what it looked like. That's what it looked like. I sure hope so because if we see like a swarm of flies, you know, uh, above their plates next week, I mean, we're gonna know what happened. They kept out in the sun too long. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the the tribal council when the advantages played just such a subtly funny moment. Devin's gonna be one of these characters. I don't think he has a lot of personality, but the way that he played it off, where he's like, "I have an advantage," and then he reads it, he goes, "Wow." That was not an advantage. <laughs> Just a hilarious <laughs> moment. <laughs> and then, of course, all of Joe's lines, you know, it's like, I told you, Detroit, holler back, baby. <laughs> yeah. We have so many good personalities on the season, and I, I think there's going to be no shortage of good one-liners and, as I was saying, authentic one-liners, too. I mean, it was a f- fun episode. Like, did, were you entertained by this episode, or was it just more of a gameplay one for you? No, I was entertained. My only knock of, of, of this season is that we're starting to challenge wise we're starting to fall into a a, a a sort of pattern of obstacle course with a puzzle at the end yeah <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah this season didn't that start like season 15 or something <laughs> it's going on a long time probes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so you know i hope they break up the pattern and maybe not do obstacle course and and puzzle at the end anymore mm-hmm. like like we saw a lot of that like let's see some variety here Let's, there's just so many great past challenges, um, like the whole like the whole slingshot ball in the air. Like we haven't seen that in yeah. forever. I would love to see that one. Uh, the whole run into the water and memorize a pattern and run back. Like I'd love to see that one again. There's a lot of good old challenges that that uh, we just don't see. Like, and if you are gonna do a puzzle, then how about a puzzle boat? It's been a while since uh, we've seen people, you know, because those tend to sink more than they than they float. So. <laughs> I can tell you from from my season, we had puzzle boats. So, where are uh, the gross out food ones, like the grubs or the peanut butter uh, and jelly that's been sitting in the sun for a week? Yeah, the great. There you go. The the the, the eating challenge. That's another great one. Uh, so yeah, you know, if you're gonna if 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 you're gonna you know do a lot of rehash, then how about just the best of you know from all the different seasons, and not necessarily just. Like, okay, so we got a bunch of obstacle course uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, paraphernalia here. How do we arrange them this week? <laughs> Let's recut the puzzle pieces. <laughs> Make yeah. a new word for them to form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and even if you're going to have puzzles, like, I like the old challenge where you had to n- figure out where they were buried via some navigational oh, like, yeah. uh, like uh, 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 coordinates and stuff. Like, that, you know, that, that sort of stuff is different. Mm-hmm. But you know the the whole run jump duck puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's good once and twice, but three and four and you know, gets... yeah, season after season. Yeah, I got you. Um, the worst, worst week after week in a season, which is what we're getting right now. Yeah, yeah. I, hopefully, we'll get something new next week. Maybe uh, if if we don't get something new, let's just have probes start referring to it as a run duck jump challenge every single week. Yeah. <laughs> Run, duck, jump, puzzle. puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where it ends. Or maybe put the puzzle in the front. Like you yeah. can't do the, you can't do the obstacle course until you do the puzzle. Let's this try is, that. We're switching it up this week. Puzzles first, then swimming, Puzzle. then obstacles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to do this before I forget because I will forget. We need All to right. get the review of this episode. So three categories: uh, buy it. You know. Uh, it's TV, so it's kind of different. Uh, but you know, total recommendation, I guess, is a buy it, rent it. Yeah, it was okay. You'd watch it again or bin it. Bin it. Self-explanatory. Where would you rank this? Uh, this episode is a buy it, especially the way it ended. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think the reason this is a buy it is because A, it ended great. And I think, you know, so many great episodes have great tribal councils, but nothing to go before it. The tribal council was a result of how well the story was told from the beginning of the episode to the end. So right. totally agree with you. Definitely a buy it. Uh, yeah, the, my only regret of how it ended is that you had a try with two legit crazy people oh, yeah. with Alan, Alan and Joe, and we only got it for one episode. Yeah, but we got a good exchange in the end. And I like, again, that, you know, Alan kind of went, I was like, yeah, that was a good move. You know, He didn't like completely flip out and he didn't lose it or go prison crazy on Joe. <laughs> he was very, like, very quiet and reserved about it and <laughs> content. Yeah, yeah. It's like he, he it's like he woke up. So somebody somebody said, at the count of three, you will now wake up. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three. He was like, oh, I'm normal now. <laughs> My old self again. Crazy yeah, eyes are gone, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a good game. It's a good game. He made a good move. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move into our listener questions here. We got yeah. some really good ones this week. We get, we get some good ones every week. And uh, some of these are repeated from past episodes, but I mean, it's great to get different people's opinions every week. Uh, let's start out with Olga here. Olga says, hello from Israel again, Billy Garcia. Uh, why were you not invited for second chances? I fondly remember you on your season. My heart goes out to you. And secondarily, I hope Mr. Waterworth, which I'm not, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening, uh, hasn't forgotten my request for Vesepia to return to the show. One of my favorite winners. The fan Aww. community puts her down. I really liked her. Billy, have you met this lovely lady? Well, first of all, thank you so much, Olga. I appreciate it so much. Um, yes, I've met Vesepia many times. She is such a sweetheart, and uh, she is so easy to get along with and so easy to interact with and so approachable that I could see why she won. Mm -hmm. Like, she won on personality. I don't know how, you know, we all have different opinions of how the edit made her out to be, but from having met her, she won on personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and why I wasn't I brought back? Man, <laughs> that's the million dollar question, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, second chances, game changers. We'll we'll keep making the pitch until hashtag Bring Back Billy becomes a thing and Propes himself tweets it out. Yeah, there you go. Either that, or maybe we got to change it up a bit and do like maybe uh some sort of uh. Uh, you know, get people to sign a petition or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll get the petition out there. We'll get all of our listeners. To sign. Olga is signing the petition to get you on Second Chances too. <laughs> uh, second question here from Ray. Ray says, "Billy, you're on a tribe with the following players: T Bird, Ozzy, Sue Hawk, Lauren Rimmer, Patrick, Benry, Sari, Rupert, and Ty." Who's the first person you make an alliance with and who goes home? Well, first of all, thank you, Ray, for the question. I think the obvious alliance is Rupert. Like, he's like my, my, he's like my, my, uh, what do they call it? My, uh, my, my, my father that wasn't my father. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think that's my, my, my initial alliance. We just kind of look at each other and, and nod and it's done deal. It's a done deal. And, uh, as as much as as I'd want to target Ozzy first, like the way he always gets off, with the exception of South Pacific, I don't know what happened in South Pacific where he convinced <laughs> everybody to go to go hang out in the water with him. Yeah, <laughs> but, but in every other survivor, he gets off to such a hellacious start, building the shelter, bringing down coconuts and getting fish and and all that stuff. It's like he makes it impossible for for him to be the first one out. Like he, he that's that's a skill. 
or, or, or better say a strategy centered around his skills that he just guarantees himself he won't be the first one out. So, so yeah, I hate to do this to Patrick, but you oh. know when you're that that crazy, like all you got to do is nudge people and go like, look at this guy, what's up with him? Like, <laughs> can you can you imagine like every night this when you're trying to sleep so you can be ready to go to a challenge in the morning? You imagine this? We'll lose. <laughs> like I'm sorry, he just makes it easy for him yeah. to for him to not be first. He has to come to me and. And be like, hey, Billy, you and I need to work together. Then I'll, then I'll target somebody else. <laughs> uh, first, I just want to say, I, I totally thought with Ozzy we were going to go, you know, with the way Ozzy plays the game, he's never going to win, so why target him first? And I guess that goes <laughs> along with what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> he, he'll, he'll build the shelter. He'll climb the tree. He'll get you the fish. He's going to get himself voted out within a few days. So just enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah. He's the kind of guy that we saw it in last season. You keep around until you're near the merge, and then you get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, best move they could have made. Um, yeah. Secondly, shout out to Bolt Movers at boltmovers.com. Uh, they offer residential moving, long distance moving, and commercial moving. <laughs> I love uh, it. We're going to keep dropping that until Patrick comes on the show. Uh, Patrick, we will support Bolt Movers uh, until you appear on the Oz Network. Uh, oh, next question. Oh, before we go to the next question, I might oh, yeah. also say that out of that group that Ray mentioned, Patrick was the only one I haven't met yet. So that's also probably playing a role in my decision. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. When you meet Patrick, he's going to be your brother from another mother. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> then we'll start a family with Rupert, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Gene asks, Billy, I was going to ask if you ever have visited Australia, but I see you went there on a pre-jury trip. Anything you can share about your time here and will you return? Wow, wow. Who was this? I'm sorry, who asked? Gene. Gene. Thank you, Gene, for the question. And, uh, yeah, there is so... I went up to uh, Noosa Heads. That's where I was staying, which is uh, just north of Malulaba. I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we flew into Brisbane, and it took a long, long ride. Um, one one of my favorite things that we did was uh, we got to see uh, Steve Irwin, uh, uh, is it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, before he passed away. So uh, that was huge. That was huge that we got to do that. Um, this, uh, and yeah, for sure, I want to go back. I've been wanting to go back as soon as I stepped on the plane to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it was such an amazing trip. Uh, I made so many friends there. Um, and and I've said this many, many times, that if I didn't live in New York City, which is to me like the ultimate city to live in, which is why I stay here, like, I would probably live in Australia. Mm-hmm. Would it be Hobart so you could live with Ben and you guys could be roomies? <laughs> I've never been there, so I'd have to check it out first. But from the places that I've been, like uh, uh, like Queensland, the area, that, that area, like, I definitely loved it a lot. Uh, Ruth Marie has – this is a complicated question. We had this one in past ones too, but this, this is a good one, so bear with me and uh, – uh, Jeff Propes, uh, Mark Burnett, if you're listening, you can pick up some ideas here from Ruth Marie. Um, So Ruth Marie's question is, uh, Billy, if you were sent to Exile Island Reward Boat, which, you know, was the one where the past contestant comes back or whatever. Yeah. uh, For a length of two days until the next Tribal Council finishes and had to sit down with a former player for chat and you were given these four advantages, which one would you take? So the first advantage is the Vote Tripler. This gains you the ability wow. to add three votes to only one player in a tribal council, but the consequence being that you're unable to vote yourself in the next tribal council. 
Second one is the spy bunker, which allows you to spy on the other (laughs) tribe in an underground bunker located directly under the other tribe's shelter. You'll have access to this for only 30 minutes. The third one is a vote reveal. So you play this at the end of tribal council until the final seven. And when you come back to camp, you will have a note in your personal belongings telling you who voted for who. And then finally, the mutiny idol, which is you play it to save whoever has the most votes from elimination, but you send them to the other tribe instead as the consequence. Okay, those are all very interesting. And Ruth Marie, thank you. That is very complicated. By process of elimination, here we go. That spy bunker sucks because there's there's no guarantee that within those 30 minutes anything would happen. They could be all sleeping for those 30 minutes for all we know. You could just listen to Dan Foley, you know, having unedited (laughs) conversations. Then how are you going to use that? (laughs) Poor Dan. (laughs) So that one sucks. Um, So then um, the the uh, the the last one mentioned was the uh, the save a person. But send them to the other tribe. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I guess that would depend on how close we are to the merge. Because if we're far from the merge, yeah, I could save them, and they would quote unquote owe me. But they could develop such a such a uh, a big a big uh, uh, a bond with someone over there that it can totally backfire. Or they could simply be the next one to go, anyways, because they could lose and vote out the, mm. the you know the the get out of jail free card that I just handed them. So yeah. that would not be cool either that wouldn't work out for me so that leaves me with two and out of the two that's left uh the 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 triple vote and then lose a vote at the next tribal council Mm -hmm. it would depend on how big of an advantage my tribe my my alliance would have after i use my triple vote Mm -hmm. if my my uh, alliance would still have a one vote advantage over the opponents opposing alliance then i would totally take that one that would be the one to take because then I w- they wouldn't need my vote. We would still have a one vote advantage. Um, yeah. What was the other one? I'm sorry. Um, the vote reveal. So uh, the vote reveal. You know Infor- who voted for who. Yeah. Information is always good. So if I'm wrong about the triple voter uh, and let's say we still need my vote for the next one. So I can't I can't afford to take that one. At least I come away with with knowledge, information for the for, for so that's the default one. And the other one is just situational, where it's just it depends on whether my alliance would would still need my vote in the next one or not. The vote tripler, I think the other thing that would make that and that's the one that I think is most interesting, you know, as a viewer, what would be fun to watch. But what would make this even better is if they didn't have to tell people when they use this advantage, they have the extra votes. If people knew, yeah, you can't vote next time, well, you're done. But if they don't know, I mean, that would make it more fun. If you go into the next one and you would be that extra vote, but you can't tell everybody, sorry, I can't vote this week, I can see tons of drama with that. Uh, and I'm also just going to call Ruth Marie. You are not a real person. Uh, Ruth Marie is not your real name. This is Mark Burnett and Jeff Probst testing things out <laughs> on the Oz Network. And they just wanted Billy's expert opinion to see if this would work for next season. <laughs> right now, Ruth Marie is like, is like, fist pumping yeah i'm as good as mark burnett and jeff probst <laughs> right now mark burnett and jeff probst like they're on to me <laughs> change the name <laughs> uh here comes another name that we're familiar with ben's favorite name of all time sasha pewter schmidt uh he mentions nice. that every week uh and we had this question i think on our preview episode but new group of people here so round two sasha has for you kiss slap hug the following players Uh-oh, tina wesson oh, i'm gonna say i'm adding 
one on the end myself here. I'll let you know oh, what okay. I add. But Sasha's suggestions are kiss, slap, or hug. Tina Wesson. Mm, I'd have to go hug. Uh, Kelly Wentworth. Kelly Wentworth. Hmm. Uh, I've never met her, so I won't feel bad slapping her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carolyn was on last week, and she hugged or kissed everybody. And I'm like, you know, will Billy have the guts to slap anybody? And that's the best explanation ever to slap somebody. I don't know him. Of course, I'll slap him. <laughs> um, Todd. <laughs> Todd, well, he gets a hug, yeah. Uh, Patrick. Here, this will be fun. Patrick, you know what? Since I'm going to slap him, I'm going to slap him on the ass and see what he does. <laughs> slap him with a crab, see what he does. <laughs> oh, oh, the crab. Uh, Jerry. Now, are we talking Jerry uh, Manthe? I'm I'm hoping so, because uh, I've got my answer for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a definite kiss. Yeah, Even though she'll sure. punch me in the face. I've met her many times. <laughs> she'll punch me in the face, but I'll steal a kiss. <laughs> uh I'm assuming again this is the yeah, this is the the current season. Ryan. Ryan. You know, I I, I would be afraid to slap this guy. I'd feel like <laughs> like he's so skinny I'd kill him. Like I think I'd I, I you know, I I would slap him, but I'd slap him with like like a handkerchief or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of this it's gonna bruise, but it's not gonna make him bleed or break anything. <laughs> uh T Bird. T-Bird? All right, I've met her. Uh, she's a sweetheart. I-, I give her a kiss. Sue Hawk. Sue Hawk? I'd be afraid to give that woman a kiss. <laughs> I- I'd-, I'd give her like an air hug from far. Like, yeah. Hey, Sue. <laughs> There's no right answer for Sue Hawk. I mean, there you can't kiss none. her. You can't slap her. You certainly can't hug her. <laughs> if you try to slap her, she'll like duck and then uppercut you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrea. Oh, dude! Like if it's Andrea Bowie, like, mm-hmm. like you can, you can. I'm, I'm gonna give her the kiss, but it'll be with a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the most. This is why we get Billy on the show because he will answer honestly. It's not gonna be sugarcoating anything. <laughs> She'll be slapping, but I'll be hugging and kissing. <laughs> See, this is the new game. It's like kiss, slap, and hug, and then what are they going to do in return? (laughs) So now you have to answer that for the next one, too. The last one coming from Sasha, which is, again, current season, Lauren. Lauren. Again, we got somebody that I've never met, and I don't know how they'll react. But she's got a big ass. I wouldn't be able to help myself. I slapped that ass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And here's the one I'm adding on here. Ben Waterworth. Oh, Ben, I've given him so many hugs. So many hugs. You know what? I'll give him a kiss on the forehead just to be different this time. <laughs> You've been upgraded, Ben, to a kiss. Uh, stay tuned next season when we upgrade beyond that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, see, who's the next one here? Uh, well, thank you, Sasha. Yeah, thank you, Sasha. We'll, we'll play this uh, next week with um, whoever our next guest is, who will probably not be as honest as Billy. Uh, this is Okay, here's another one from Lee. Uh, the survivor Lee. goddess Lauren was great last night, loving her more and more each week. So pleased she's surviving when everyone predicted an early boot. Billy, would you align with this queen? We know you'd slap her somewhere, but would you align <laughs> with her? You know, yeah, you know, uh, to be honest with you, 
Like there was, there's nothing wrong with her when I picked her as, as I think I picked her as one of my early boots. There's nothing wrong with her. I was basing that on who she, she's surrounded by. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course I would align with her. And then what, what's great is that, uh, you know, uh, she, she, her, she, she, you could tell that she's aware that she's one of the older players. So that's constantly on her mind. I would like totally play up like, like, you know, like, you're a mother, really? You look too young to be a mother. Like, <laughs> 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 you know, I would make her feel like good, like make sure she doesn't feel like she's one of the older players. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think she would take to those compliments. I think that might work. <laughs> I want to see Billy and Lauren on a tribe now. <laughs> you give us hope every week <laughs> of somebody that we could see you on on Second Chances. <laughs> um. <laughs> I will say we will we, we'll skip a few of these questions here. Some have been an, right. uh, asked, answered during this. We'll just say uh, Willie LaShawn. Uh, we already answered your question in the episode. But, uh, Billy, do you want to give a shout-out to Willie LaShawn? I'll give a shout-out to Willie and then Lee, who just gave the great question. So both Lee of you guys, well. thank you. Uh, last question here. Uh, we're reserving her for last every week because she gives us great essays every week. And <laughs> a good game here to end it on. Granny Survivor. Uh, Ready. I, have, I have not read this all the way through yet because uh, I, I didn't have too long to go over these questions, but I'll read it now for the first time. Hello, dears. Uh, we're dears, Billy. Oh, hi, uh, Granny. <laughs> oh, what another great week of Survivor. I'm pleased they did a tribe swap with three tribes of five. Oh, poor Cole is doing so poorly with this edit, dear. Lauren <laughs> continues to excite me, so love her. Fingers crossed she makes the merge. A lot of people loving Lauren. This is funny. Um, not funny as in, like, I don't understand. Just, yeah. She's, she's normal. She is normal, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, do we predict the jury phase will begin at 11 with a final three and jury of eight? Meaning, dears, dears a lot. Uh, we have two or three more pre-merge episodes. I have this feeling we might see another Game Changers double tribal council voting out. One person between two tribes. This is a theory I predict just because I can't see production letting one tribe lose the rest and getting down to two or even one person left. Uh, so let's quickly, given it, we kind of talked about, you know, having the uh, three tribe thing or whatever, but do you think they would ever let it get down to two people or one people like happened in Palau? Uh, that's always a possibility. And that happened, uh, that happened to, uh, to Denise and Malcolm, mm-hmm. if, you rec- if you remember. Yeah. So, so yeah, they've done it before. They'll do it again because... Uh, Cause uh, never, never assume that production has your best interest in mind. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> they kind have, of the opposite. <laughs> they, yeah, they have. They have a great season, a great episode in mind. So mm-hmm. if they feel like like somebody really, really suffering bad, or make for a great episode and a great season, somebody's gonna really, really suffer bad. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, I. And I predict that the emerge will probably happen around twelve, but eleven I can see that. But the, I think it'll happen at twelve. Um, having said all of that, we're at what we what we just went from fifteen to fourteen. So that means we've got like three more episodes in my prediction before uh, you got um, fourteen, thirteen, two two more predictions before the uh, two more eliminations. I mean, before the the merge into my prediction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I can see a, a tribe getting cut in half, or you know, or so. Before then, if that were to happen, even though I think with the the way the uh, the tribes are divided, I don't see one tribe losing every 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 challenge. I don't see this yeah. 
Yeah, there's being which is three what they said in Palau. <laughs> true, true. With Palau, with Palau, you had a lot of athletes on one tribe, and they all lost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Granny continues here, and you're going to love this. So looking forward to hearing what my favorite second boot has to say on the podcast uh, this week. Uh, uh, you already uh, heard thank it. Thank you, Granny. Yeah, he, he loves to hear that. Uh, if you have time, dear, or can remember something funny or special, would love to hear a story on your bus trips to charity events from your archives. <laughs> wow, the bus trips. Yeah, Um. well, uh, there was this uh, – I, I don't know if I told this one. Uh, if I did, I'll switch stories. About the time I sat next to this one guy that uh, didn't speak a word of English, and uh, he had uh, he had like girl problems. <laughs> did I tell did I tell the story in this this podcast? No, I mean not one that I was on. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, I was on a long bus trip from uh, New York to Cincinnati. It was a Chinatown bus, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, normally I get a whole road to myself. But on this particular one trip, I for whatever reason it was a busy day, so. Uh, uh, I sat next to this one guy, this Chinese fellow, that um, uh, you know he he was just very distraught, and uh, I was sitting next to him, so I was like, "Are you okay?" Like <laughs> he, he looked very distraught. He didn't speak a word of English, so he told me the story anyways in Chinese. But I could tell by the way he was talking. <laughs> three times, three times. I was like, "Oh crap, it's a girl." <laughs> so i was like i was like man i feel you man these women's are bitches <laughs> and uh i ended up when we did a, our little pit stop that all these buses do i ended up buying him a coke at the popeyes at the little station there <laughs> and uh uh we actually bonded and he wanted to know like like who you know who what's my home life like he wanted, he was pointing to my cell phone that I always carry in my hand cuz I tend to I tend to things the cell phones tend to fall out of my pocket and crack so I mm-hmm. tend to hold them in my hand and uh, I was like all right and I I I I uh I showed him uh, a couple of pictures and I stopped on a survivor picture I was like I was on this show he was like you that you that and I was like yeah he grabbed my phone and he told everybody on the bus <laughs> <laughs> like it's a celebrity <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. Here you go. All right, you know. <laughs> and, of course, you were going to bond with him because if there's one thing that Billy Garcia from Survivor knows, it's love. So you were the right guy for him to see. <laughs> well, you know, there was there was the most Asians on my season that there's ever been on any season ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I totally understood the culture already. Um, But mm. uh, he was a cool guy. Um. I never saw him again after that, so I hope he's okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, emotionally, I'm speaking of. But, uh, yeah, it, I tend to have a lot of fun bus trips. But that's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, I, I know that Ben's bus trip back from, uh, uh, the, uh, the, I think, the same event in Cincinnati wasn't as fun for him. We ended up podcasting about Roger Moore's death while he was waiting <laughs> for a bus. So listen oh. to that on our sister show, Double Oz 7. Um <laughs> Granny has a fun game here, and again, this was uh, on past episodes as well. Uh, so, Granny says, I'm back with another of my games, dears. Like last week, I'm back with another round of guess did they say this on their Survivor CBS bio or not. Uh, so, the idea here is we're taking a former player, and you have to guess whether it's true or false that they made this statement on their bio. Okay. So, 
It's Sandra, and this is from her Game Changers bio. So hopefully you're not Googling it right now to cheat, but uh, you wouldn't cheat. Uh, You're you're an honest, upstanding man. Uh, So question number one, true or false? The Sandra said, I've gotten older and fatter. (laughs) She would say that in person. I don't know if she'd say that on the bio. So I'm going to say false. (laughs) It was true. So she's just as honest on bio as she is in person, apparently. Okay, Wow. That's ballsy. Uh, <laughs> second statement, uh, true or false, Sandra said, no regrets, period. Hmm. See, that, again, is a Sandra statement. But since uh, the last one was true, I'm going I'm to I'm go with false again with this one to see if I can get two, you know, one out of two right. You can't outthink Granny Survivor. That one was true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, these are all things that she would say. I should just go with the obvious then. Uh Number three. Russell Hance lost for a reason. He ain't cut out for this game. <laughs> See, these are all things that she would actually say. <laughs> now watch me get this wrong just because I'm finally trying to, you know, I'm trying to outsmart Granny here. Yeah. So I'm going to say true. I'm going to say true. That one was false. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> um, Granny apparently knows Sandra pretty well too. Let's Let's try another one here. Uh, number four, I won't apologize for anything I do. She that she will want to apologize for anything she does. Uh, well, her, uh, true or false that her statement she made was, "I won't apologize for anything I do." Well, she wouldn't apologize. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with true, but <laughs> you got one. <laughs> I got one. Yeah, one four, okay. Let's see if you can at least come up with two out of five here. Forty percent's not too bad. Uh, final question. <laughs> Did Sir, uh, Sandra say, I'm Survivor royalty? Uh, well, she does love to wear her crown. Wear her crown. <laughs> she does love to wear She calls herself the queen all the time. I'm going to go true. False. Oh, uh. One out of five. But let's give the real winner of the week is Granny Survivor for apparently <laughs> knowing Sandra. But there, I'm going to call another one here. Granny Survivor, your real name is Sandra, isn't it? This is Sandra <laughs> Diaz Twine. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, this, I love these uh, final questions. We got some good ones this week. So uh, thank you for playing along, Billy. And uh, uh, as always, providing so much entertainment every time you're on the show. There's a reason we get you on for not just a preview episode, but a recap. And who knows, maybe we'll even have you on later on in the season. Uh, always entertaining. Aww. And thank you for being on this week. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Garcia, Survivor Cook Islands, uh, royalty of Survivor as well, or at least royalty of the Oz Network. Uh, always an entertaining episode with him. And this was a fun episode to recap. I mean, it's, the tribe swaps are always good. And uh, I'm sure we're going to get something good next week when Ben's back, or we're just going to get the worst episode of all time. And you can listen to Ben try to stammer his way through uh, an entertaining podcast. But uh, Ben will probably be back next week. Not entirely sure. If you uh, don't follow him and his adventures online, he's on a road trip right now with uh, one of our co-hosts, Noah. So expect some videos and pictures and possibly some podcasts along the way. Maybe they'll record a lost episode from uh, their hotel room or camping site. I don't know where they're staying. (laughs) They're going to be podcasting together. But uh, lots of episodes out there. Uh, Survivor Australia is done now, but uh, we do have this. And you can listen to the exit interview with Alan this week that uh, Ben has already put up. Uh, As well, Lost has started, uh, which Ben and Noah are recording, uh, maybe as we speak, uh, somewhere in their car. 
But uh, Lost episodes are starting, and they're going to go all the way through the whole season. And uh, we have a couple other shows that we're covering as well, if you're a fan of TV. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, me and Jamie are covering it every week. If you love this show, if you hate this show, listen to the podcast, uh, because we kind of are in the middle, and uh, we're having fun picking it apart every single week. Uh, Star Trek STD, for all you Star Trek fans out there. And uh, other than that, you know, I think Nip Tuck is on a bit of a hiatus right now. But uh, Third Watch episodes are still coming out. And for movies, uh, we hopefully will be covering a Geostorm episode within the next week when Ben gets back. Uh, Big disaster movie. And we almost wanted to do a disaster movie month, but we're big fans of the genre. But we're definitely going to be talking about the movie very soon. And uh, the big thing we have going on right now are our weekly recaps, which we're going to have carrying us all the way through the end of the year. We're in the middle of DC month or Justice League month, uh, all the way leading up to the Justice release, which is coming out November 17th. Mine and Jamie's anniversary, uh, which you can already guess what we're doing for our anniversary. Jamie, we're going to Justice League for our anniversary. Uh, She said, cool, he's hot. She's a fan of Henry Cavill. And you hear how much Ben thinks Henry Cavill is hot as well, as well as Ben Affleck. If you listen to our episodes, we've already covered Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Suicide Squad is coming next. Um, I think Batman vs Superman's already out. Suicide Squad... Uh, maybe out within a week. Uh, I could have my dates wrong, but we're going to do that. Wonder Woman, and then you know, move on to uh, some Star Wars stuff after that. So lots of stuff still to come. Uh, stay tuned next week for more Oz Network and uh, more Survivor coverage. And as always, thank you to everybody out there who uh, likes our page and subscribes to us and sends in all our listener questions every week. Uh, my name is Colin, filling in for Ben. And Granny Survivor, we are on to you. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.